Harvest Australia podcast. We trust you will be blessed by this message from Pastor Ryan Davis. Well, the topic I'm going to share on this morning is encouraging yourself in the Lord. And it's found in uh, the scripture I'm going to use is found in 1 Samuel chapter 30. If you want to turn there, I'll start with the verse. I'm going to share from and then I'll give a bit of background then we'll pray away so uh, it's found in 1 Samuel 30 verse 6 now David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved every man for his sons and his daughters and here it is people but David strengthened or you could say encouraged himself in the Lord his God. I'll read that again. But David strengthened himself in the Lord, his God. So good. Some background to this verse. Are you guys ready for this? Going to rewind some 13 years earlier, back in the day in uh, Bethlehem. Uh, little Davies in the back paddock. The prophet Samuel rocks up to Bethlehem to the house of Jesse looking for the man after God's own heart. And so he goes through the brothers of uh, Jesse, uh, Jesse's sons, David's brothers, but no David. And then like, there's a teenager, he's a shepherd boy, and, Sa- and Samuel said, well, go grab him. And the Lord said, this is the one, for God judges um, the person's heart, not the outer, like, like others, like people. And so he uh, grabs the ram's ho- horn, and pours the oil of the anointing. The Spirit of the Lord comes upon David. And uh, he's anointed actually as king prior to the appointment. And what happens is uh, David and Goliath and an incredible favor with King Saul comes upon David. So much so that his uh, daughter is given to David in marriage. And uh, also uh, Jonathan, Saul's son, becomes best friends with David. And things start to really go so well for David. You know, the, they even have a song for him. Uh, David has killed his thousands. Uh, uh, Saul has killed his thousands. David is tens of thousands. And really this, uh, uh, this whole thing's working out for him. It's going so well. Until uh, there's uh, a lot of jealousy stirred up. There's a lot of uh, fear coming with King Saul. And uh, the Lord is not with Saul uh, in, in some of the exploits that he's that he's doing and uh, all of a sudden there's a, a lot of uh, chaotic things happening in um, uh, Saul's heart towards his son-in-law and rejection happens and David is forced into exile out into uh, the wilderness and so his own father-in-law rejects him and he becomes a fugitive in the land of, of Israel uh, and what happens is David starts to uh, really seek God in that time. And some of the most beautiful poetry comes out of that time where David's, uh, you know, crying out to God, seeking God, thirsting after God, still a man after God's own heart. And uh, Saul's hot on his trail, hunting him down. David forms a band of 400 men, uh, those that were distressed, those that were in debt. And they become, he raises them up from wimps into warriors, you know, they become his mighty men. And uh, David's roaming around, uh, still loving the people, still loving God, 
but trying to work this out, trying to work it out, trying to uh, make sure that things are, he, he's honoring the king. Unfortunately, though, uh, things don't go, go that way with, on Saul's end. Saul uh, goes further and further from his relationship with God, which wasn't strong in the first place when he started. Uh, he got the appointing and the anointing before he had this background like uh, David had had. And so we find this scene where David is living in, in a lot of um, distress, but wanting the best uh, for the people of Israel, for King Saul, wa- hoping that things would work out and hanging on in there. Uh, he still does some incredible things in the land and he liberates a city. But then um, he hears that Saul's going to come with his men to uh, seize David, arrest him. And uh, he seeks the Lord, are these people, is this city going to give me up? Are they going to give me up if uh, I stay here? And uh, he seeks the Lord and the Lord says, yes, they will give you up. In other words, they will reject you. They will turn you over to King Saul. So he has to remove himself from that situation. Uh, So he's gone from the palace to this uh, um, province and now he's uh, had to remove himself from there. And he's, uh, he's like, okay, God, what are we doing? You know, he's seeking God. He keeps moving, um, and eventually he's forced uh, out beyond the borders of of, uh, of Israel into an, or I believe, um, into an area where uh, there's Philistines, and he actually makes uh, a uh, alliance with a Philistine lord, and uh, this is how low things had gotten for him. And uh, during that time with the Philistine lord, he was um, in given a city called Ziglag. Right, so it's a little um, city called Ziglag, and he would run raids against other enemies of uh, Israel, and so uh, he he would make these uh, attacks and still be protecting the area, still be protecting the land, looking after the people of Israel, even while Saul was looking for him, and Saul would kind of uh, ease back a bit because he, um, because of the situation David was in, and so there he is. And, uh, you know, he didn't attack the uh, Philistines. He didn't attack his own people, Israel. He was just um, running these raids. And he'd make sure he'd, he'd uh, wipe them all out so no report would get back to the, um, to the, to the uh, Philistines about um, what had been going on in the sense of, oh, what's David been doing, you know? He's actually attacking the, Israel, uh, the, the other enemies of Israel. And so then eventually, uh, David's there. And uh, it comes about that the Philistines are rallying together. The lords of the Philistines are rallying together to then attack Israel. And there's David. Now, we don't know much about what was going on, but we know um, it looked like David was about to go into battle. And so uh, they say the Philistines get together, the lords, and say, what's going on? This guy, isn't this David, the one they say he's killed his um, thousands and... Uh, so it's tens of thousands. What's going on? We can't allow this. And so they actually uh, say, send him back. You know, send him back to Ziglag. And so David's forced to go back to Ziglag. Now he's rejected, not just by the palace and um, a province of Israel, uh, a fellow Hebrews. He's, he's rejected by the Philistines. How many people know uh, it's a bad day when even the devil rejects you? you know? <laughs> That's <laughs> Phil Johnson says that. And uh, so... Then they, he's like, all right, well, some pretty discouraging things going on here. 
And so he heads back with his men to his property, Ziglag. It's like, at least I can go home, you know, uh, consolidate, work things out. And they go to Ziglag, and then suddenly they look, and it's on fire. And they've been um, uh, plundered, and they've been uh, raided by a, a group of people called the Amalekites. The Amalekites had raided them. And so he's like, everyone's so distressed, they're wailing, you can read it in that chapter, till they've got no more strength. And then there's talk of them stoning David. So now, not only has he been rejected by the palace, his, his people, fellow Hebrews, he's been rejected by the Philistines. Now he's been rejected by the, what were the rejects of society, those that were distressed and no debts, who he'd trained up to become mighty men. Now they're rejecting him. So this is a, a bad day for David. So what do you do when you're having a bad day? What do you do when you're a man after God's own heart and you you're in a really rough time, you're in a rough patch, you've got battle fatigue, you're, you're weary, you're tired, um, what do you do? And uh, he wanted to keep the right heart, he's a man after God's own heart. And so th there we see, and David strengthened himself in the Lord. Don't you love that? All right, well, let's pray and then uh, we'll share a bit more. Yeah, Father, we just thank you so much, Lord. We just thank you for what you're doing in, in our church at the moment. We thank you for the heart of David in the leadership of this church. In, in Marty and Karen, they have the heart of David. And, and just the things that we, we have here, they're just so wonderful and good and, and, and great, Lord. Uh, we, just, we just love this city as well. Thank you for this incredible city of Adelaide. And it's a, it's a, it's a sunny day and spring's coming. And Lord, just thank you for the crows as well. Um, even though I don't go for them, uh, Lord, I pray they win the grand final. I know they'll make a lot of people happy here. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. All right, so have you ever been in that situation? I've never been in a situation where, you know, I've just, people are about to stone me, you know, or um, maybe a little bit in the U9 class back in Wyala, um, U9 mass, but more chairs, actually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but... Um, I've, I've been in some situations where I've had that daunting feeling just come over me like, whoa, this is pretty bad right now. I remember at Flinders University in uh, the third year, I rocked up for an exam and uh, it was literacy. That's the name of the topic. It's the hardest topic you, you ever do through the whole course. And, uh, and um, I'm, I'm all ready for it. I've, I've been studying hard and... Uh, I'm like, yeah, this is going to be great. We'll do this. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll get through sort of thing, uh, sort of motivating each other, fellow students. And then one of them says, oh, it's an open book test. I'm like, I didn't know that. It's an open book test. I haven't brought my book. And, uh, and so at that moment, I projectile vomited, got down in the fetal position and cried like a baby. Just joking. <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I. I thought to myself, no, I can do this. I, I positioned myself and I got in the zone and I thought, I can do this. I, God is with me. You know, I, he's brought me this far, right? The kid that they wanted to repeat year five and uh, the um, year eight teacher said, Ryan, R stands for repeat. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, but I got through. I, God brought me uh, in year 11 when um, 
I, my relationship with God just really took off. My neurological brain uh, pathways just opened up and um, the penny dropped, the light bulb went on and here I am today. So I praise God. So there I was and, you know, I did that exam and I did it in faith and with courage and with my, in my relationship with God. And uh, I actually got one of the top grades in, out of all the students. Isn't that incredible? Just so funny. Yeah, praise God. I, you know, oh, man. Um, I didn't have to repeat that subject like so many students do. And uh, so, yeah, it, it's a quite amazing. I believe we go through this a lot in life, these sort of situations. God actually allows us to go through tests. Yes, that's right, people. He allows us to go through tests. There's training for reigning. There's schooling for ruling. And perseverance produces character. And if we can get our character um, individually but corporately as a church through tests and persevere, I believe we, can be, we, we become a carrier. Character becomes a carrier uh, uh, for, for a culture of the kingdom, a kingly reigning person that, that uh, has leadership. You know, uh, I love the verse that says that Samuel... Uh, grew in favor and stature. And also that was said of Jesus. He grew in favor and stature with God and man. Sometimes the bigger the test in a person's life or in a church, it actually shows the level of leadership that is about to come their way. The level of influence and anointing that is about to be entrusted to them. I, I encourage you guys to look at the hearts of, of people and you'll know, you know, I want to follow them. I want to follow those people. And we can definitely say that Marty and Karen, they have the heart of David, you know, and I've seen that time and time again. I'm right behind them. I praise God you guys are as well. So, um, so there's David and he's strengthening self in the Lord. Now, I've got a book there. Uh, you can buy it in the, um, in the uh, bookstore. <laughs> it's called Strengthen Yourself in the Lord by Bill Johnson. He actually tells that story. He goes through some ways that you can strengthen yourself in the Lord. But I want to share with you something that has significantly helped me in my walk with the Lord, in my journey with the Lord, when it comes to strengthening yourself. Because I've found that the best leaders are those that lead themselves. And, uh, you know, evangelism is about drawing someone closer to God. You know, if they're at zero, taking them to one, eventually till they come to 10 into the Father's loving arms, you know? And sometimes we've got to evangelize ourselves. Our spirit has to evangelize our heart and our mind to bring it into sync and into alignment with the Father. So uh, there's a thought for you. Isn't that great? So what I want to share with you, I actually want to share with you just one major theme today about strengthening yourself in the Lord that I feel is, uh, is um, really important for us as a company and as a church and as a spiritual discipline. Um, because it's about cultivating a strong, robust, resilient, healthy inner life, right? And so here's the thing, meditation, meditation. So this is what David probably did. He probably didn't get to bust out in his favorite um, song with a harp, you know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, you know, kill him, kill him, kill him for your glory, you know. He probably, uh, he probably like really was just, Okay, I better turn away from my friends. They're about to kill me. You know, the, he was the first rock star, get it, with David and Goliath. So he's there, it's like seeking God. He probably just had to get alone for a little time. You know, when you've got a baby and a toddler, sometimes you just got to get alone. 
someone's done a poo, someone's vomited, so, etc. It's mess. So you just got to get alone and, all right, muster it up. Okay, so he's probably turning away from his friends. And just in that moment, a moment of time, he actually went in, okay? He went into his heart, the heart of David, the heart after the Lord, a man after the Lord. He went into the nature of God, that king nature. He wasn't even the king yet, but he went into that. He went into his heart, into a state of meditation, and probably asked himself, what do I believe about the Lord in this moment? What do I believe about myself in this moment? And what do I believe about my assignment? I'm going to ask you that today. What do you believe about the Lord today? What's, what's your belief about yourself? What do you believe about your assignment? I want to talk about core beliefs today. Core beliefs. Your, your core belief system, an internal system, a root system that you're grounded in, that in any given time you can default back to those core beliefs, which are reference points to thought patterns, a belief system, because those core beliefs produce behaviors. The roots produce uh, fruits. The, uh, the, the um, core is the cause, and you can um, hashtag that. That was one I made up. And so the core is the cause. And so I want you to be hardcore people. Everyone here, I want you to be hardcore. Have such strong core beliefs that you will not budge. You'll dig deep into those core beliefs and be rooted and grounded in, in your heart, in his heart. He, you're after his heart. So I believe David did that. And maybe he even talked to himself. He motivated himself. Would you turn with me to Psalm 103 right now? Maybe he reminded, reminded himself of, uh, of, of a of a psalm he had had, a, a thought process he'd had, the right thought process, the truth that he could apply belief to. Maybe he said this in Psalm 103, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Come on, my soul. Come on, my soul. He's going deep into his heart and then talking to his soul. Come on, my soul. Come on, my mind, my will, my emotions. Come on, O my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Maybe he's saying that. Bless the Lord on my soul and forget not all his benefits. Forget not. Some things you've got to forget. Some things you don't want to forget. Who forgives all your iniquities. Who heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from destruction. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfies your mouth with good things. So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. So your strength. So your courage is renewed like the eagles. You get a higher perspective. Come on. So he's saying, God, you're my savior. You're my deliverer. Ah, you're my rescuer. You're my uh, uh, restorer. And, and I could see that I'm going to be saved. I'm going to be healed. I'm going to be delivered. I'm going to be crowned. Ah, come on. These core beliefs are powerful. And he strengthened himself in the Lord. And he said to his men, let's go. And they went. Um, he had 600 of them. 200 had to stay behind. They just couldn't keep up with that level of uh, tenacity, that spiritual uh, resilience and tenacity. And so 400 went. And, you know, they actually saw the Amalekites and uh, they, they raided them. And the Bible tells us that they got everything back. They got everything back. And do you know what happened three days later? The men of Judah... Um, 
actually, and he sent, he sent some gifts out to some of the leaders in Judah, Judea. Three days after this event, David was anointed as the king over Judea. So he went from the worst day to the best day to fulfillment. His anointing took him to the appointing. Ah, but he had the character to carry the anointing, didn't he? Didn't he? Remember the ram's horn? A symbol of sacrifice. He would have remembered that vision of the prophet holding that sacrificial container over him as the oil dripped, oil that was crushed from olives. Uh, so yeah, I just love it. Come on, sacrificing your own inhibitions and desires and being true and being legit. Too legit to quit. I've heard that saying before. Come on, he was there. He was there. He's in the zone. So what are my core beliefs? As, as, as me, I just want to let you into my heart. What happens when I'm having a bad day? I just want to be real with you. I want to, be, uh, I want, I want to encourage you. I want to inspire you. I, well, I go to Romans 8. Romans chapter 8. A picture of life in the Spirit. A picture of what my spirit looks like. A picture of what Christ in me looks like. What it looks like to live in the Spirit and then live through the soul in the body. Ha. Ah. Because it's spirit, soul, and body, not body, soul, spirit. It's not how do I feel, therefore how shall I think, and oh, what does the Holy Spirit want me to do? No, it's Holy Spirit, what are you saying in me, with me, doing inside of me, and then I'm going to live through my soul in my body. We're a spiritual being having a natural experience, not a natural being having a supernatural experience, and that's not mine. <laughs> and so, guys, I want to encourage you to come into alignment today when we go to the Bible, when we meditate on the Word of God and say, yes, that is true. That is my core belief. That comes out of the fact that I belong. And, and so these are some things that I do. I'm like, okay, what about my past, God? Have I, have I mucked up too badly? What about my past? There is now, therefore, no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus who live according to the Spirit. I'm, oh, that, my past is, I'm okay. Oh, but what, what about my mistakes? How's this all going to work out? God works all things together for good for those that love Him. So my past has turned to good. Come on, that's two verses about my past. And then I'm like, well, where do I stand about with my relationship with God? Has, has anything changed? Nothing could separate you from the love of God, which you have in Christ Jesus. But what about my future? What are people going to think? How am I going to fulfill my assignment? You are more than a conqueror through Him that loved you. Come on, guys, we're not victims of our circumstances. We are called to live victoriously. Guys, it's time to man up and woman up. Come on, it's time to live in the Spirit, to get our spirit strong. We're called to have a strong spirit and a soft heart because our spirit is our receiving uh, mode and our, and our, our heart is, is, our, um, our, our, heart is our, as our seeing mode. And when we've got a soft heart, we can see things how He sees them. We, we, can, uh, we can move forward into the things that He has for us with a heart that cares, that feels, that, that uh, has love uh, in, in, our, um, in our kingdom assignments. And so we don't want to become hard-hearted. We don't want to become heavy-hearted. We don't want to become discouraged or disappointed. You know, every disappointment God can turn around into a divine appointment, just like David. But we have to have faith. We need to take personal responsibility for our spirituality. And this is what the Holy Spirit wants us to know in the body of Christ in this day and age. 
to actually take personal responsibility for our own spirituality, for our own walk with Him. And not to be dependent on any person, on any author, on any podcast, on any pastor, but to be absolutely dependent on, on our own relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and to be in His Word daily, that our walk with Him actually runs coincides with our, with our walk through the Word. And, and a relationship with the Lord actually coincides with our relationship with the Word of God. That as we meditate on the Word of God day and night, we're like that tree that leaves don't wither. Its fruit prospers. Ha! And, and thinking and getting our, our thoughts into alignment. Remember having core beliefs that lead to behaviors and being strong in those core beliefs. And so I just want to share with you actually that um, uh, this is something I've been teaching because I'm a chaplain, I'm a, a teacher over at the college. And I, I talk to the students about cortisol, which is a hormone, a stress hormone. It, when we get stressed and when we're not reminding ourselves of God's promises and His Word and His truth, we can get overwhelmed in our, in our mind. We can have funky thinkings. And you know, th- thoughts, funky thoughts. And you know, I've, I've had to journey through this, guys, so I'm being vulnerable with you. And the cortisol comes and actually does damage the brain, this stress hormone. Stress hormone. It dampens uh, the creativity component of, of the brain and causes us not to think as, uh, as wider and as open as, as we're designed to be. And so... Thoughts, as Dr. Carolyn Leaf has taught us, <laughs> become protein in our, in our brain. So our, our, our mind, when it's releasing thoughts, creates a landscape in our brain that creates proteins and neurological pathways. This is why we need to be so disciplined in our thought life, in our inner life. And, and, and so something I've been talking to the students about is that meditation actually undoes and detangles... Um, those thunky, funky thoughts. But you have to be strong with this. And uh, I want to just teach you this. that uh, The spirit of, of, of God, the mind of Christ, the spirit of a sound mind, actually comes first, and, and we should operate from, from that, oneness with God. Then it's the soul realm, our mind, our mind. Because we're two-thirds of spiritual being. We can't see our soul, but we know people's personalities, etc. We see the body. So it's first the mind of Christ, then our soul, the mind, our soul's mind, because the soul comprises of the mind, will, and emotions. So it's that part. And then it's the, um, the brain, right? So if we're getting overwhelmed by, um, calibrated by our external experiences then our mind can get worried and anxious and therefore we for, we're not listening to what the Holy Spirit's saying. But if we're first in the Spirit and our Spirit is taming and governing our mind, then our brain starts to be carved and um, uh, molded into what our God has for us and disciplined. And then we can think clearly, we can operate with confidence. Does this make sense, guys? Is that okay? Yeah. And so uh, when we meditate on core beliefs and read the Word of God, it actually causes the cortisol to, to leave. And also exercise as well uh, helps the cortisol. So medis- uh, go down. Medi- uh, meditation and exercise uh, causes 
cortisol's influence to decrease. Right? You guys with me? So healthy mind, healthy body. So, and, and healthy, happy life. That's what I want to teach you. You know, when I go running, I look for motivation. And uh, obviously, if you need to go to the toilet, that's a big motivation to get back home. Or, you know, the pain factor as well. You're in pain while you're running. You're like, I can't wait for this to be end, uh, finished. And running along the Esplanade, I see even... You look for motivation, even the plastic uh, dummy guy who's got his thumbs up as an advertisement for the local motel, I get motivation from that, you know, he's got no shirt on, uh, <laughs> you know, but he's like, it's like, yeah, he's cheering me on as I run. Um, uh, but, you know, more than that, uh, going deep inside and knowing, come on, Ryan, you're, you know, listening to worship music, come on, Ryan, yeah. This is who you are. You, this is who God is. This is your, your assignment for the day. You know, to love me well, to love people well, that kind of thing. And so I'm running. You know, do you think while I'm running and training hard for the city to bay, that if I'm like, oh, Ryan, you're not that great. Oh, Ryan, uh, you're looking a bit fat there. Oh, Ryan, you know, uh, yeah, what are you even doing here? You shouldn't, you shouldn't even worry about exercising. You might as well just watch that on TV. Do you think that's going to slow me down or speed me up? Slow, it's the same in our walk with the Lord. We actually have to tell uh, ourselves how great God is and tell um, ourselves how great we are and how great our assignment is. I believe that as David sought the Lord and strengthened himself in the Lord, his God, it's personal, not living through anyone else, his God. He didn't need Samuel, the prophet. He didn't even need Jonathan, his best friend, who had encouraged him. He went deep inside to his heart, one with God's heart. He said, what do I believe? And then he faced the problem. He didn't tell God, um, look, at, look at how big the problem is, God. He showed the problem how big God is. Come on. He's more than a conqueror. And so he turned around. And we can have that level of faith and courage and strength. So I encourage you, church, that supernatural strength is going to get released today and this week as you meditate on core beliefs, as you go into the heart of, of His heart, you go to the heart of the matter and, and you, you dig deep and you deepen those root, that root system, that belief system. Uh, I believe there's going to be supernatural strength re- released. I believe that s- there's going to be spiritual uh, um, uh, things that happen in your life where God sets you up. He turns things right around for you. Are you with me today? Because He wants a heart that He can trust, you know? And I see that in Marty and Karen. I see that in so many of you guys. And that's why I'm with you. I'm following these guys. Because they're hearts that you can trust. Because God will trust that heart. And so when the Lord saw that David passed that test, and uh, he, he gave his best that day, the Lord's like, right, you're ready to reign right now. And, and he was anointed as the king. Are you with me today, guys? Are you with me? I'm going to read that. Uh, in finishing, would you stand with me this morning, guys, as, as you just uh, read through? Bless the Lord, all my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is uh, renewed like the eagles. Yeah, let's just uh, go in right now. Just go in. I'm going to invite the worship team to come up. We'll sing uh, one last song that they, they'd like to sing. And I will see what God wants to do right now. But Lord, we just thank you. 
We just thank you right now for who you are, God. You're in a good mood. Ha <laughs> ha. There's no, there's no worries in this place today, God. We are right with you. We have the gift of righteousness. Our spirit is finished and complete in you. Our spirit is one with you. Our spirit is a finished product. But our hearts are working progress. Progress. We have righteousness in, in us. Ha, ah, Jesus, I thank you right now. Would you, would, would you fill us, Christ Jesus? Would you, would you be known in our whole being, Christ Jesus, today? Would you f- occupy us, Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit, just come and absolutely uh, fill us with courage today. Why don't you just begin to meditate on Christ in you right now? Why don't you begin to just uh, be strong with your own mind today and say no to lies today? Even renounce lies and remind yourself of the truth of who you are and what He has done, that you live from God to, to the assignment, that you live from victory into what He has for you, into the unknown. It's time to to get strong today, guys. It's time to be filled with courage today. It's time to have faith in who He is and faith in the assignment that He has for you individually. You are called to be a royal people, a royal priesthood. You don't need anyone to minister to you. First, first the Lord ministers to you and you minister to yourself after that. And then... uh, pastors, etc. The fivefold, they equip you, they encourage you, they support you. You don't have to come to a prayer line ever again and say, oh, fix me up. Oh, I'm going to be a zombie or I'm going to be like Frankenstein just say, oh, something might happen. No, wrong attitude. It's time today to, to, to be leaders in and of ourselves with God and to say, yes, I'm going to be one of those. I'm going to be a champion in the city of Adelaide. I'm going to be one of those. I'm going to be a saint. I'm going to be royalty. I'm going to reign. Ha! I'm going to have confidence. You are not, you are not um, uh, to be ashamed, my people, says the Lord. There's a spirit of boldness, says the Lord, that is coming upon you today. A spirit of courage. For the Lord says this. The wicked flee when, when no one's coming, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. And the Lord says today that those who have received the gift of righteousness and the abundance of grace will reign in life. You are called to reign. I see, I see us uh, reigning in life today, enjoying everything that we do in life in a positive attitude, in a spirit of faith, in a spirit of enjoyment and courage and hope and joy. Turn depression today, God, into a place of renewal of strength today. Turn discouragement into encouragement. Turn disappointment into a divine appointment. Lord, Holy Spirit, come today. Release the anointing right now of your power. Release the anointing, a fresh anointing today. And this is what the Lord says. He says that those that present themselves as a living sacrifice, they're going to have their minds renewed. And then out of that passage in Romans chapter 12, it talks about the gifts, the redemptive gifts. I believe that if you come up the front this morning as you worship Him, I want you to come with faith and surrender to have your mind renewed and transformed. And here it is. It's about the church in Australia. It's about what the church is. It's about what your ministry is even, particularly. To have your mind renewed in those areas. 
and also about your job. The Lord's saying, some of you have doubted your job, that it's not ministry. Well, it is. And you're to come to the front this morning. You're to present yourself before Him and to strengthen yourself in the Lord as a, and to come in a sacrificial way and say, Lord, whatever you want to do, I'm up for this. And I have faith in you. And as you do that, you're going to be, your, your, your mind is going to be renewed. You're going to see things clearly. You're not going to be a product of your circumstances, a victim of, 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 of uh, the turmoil in your life. And out of that place, I believe there's going to be an anointing that comes upon you. I, I don't, no one's going to lay hands on you today, but you're going to feel the Holy Spirit come over you in a fresh way. A, a, a renewal of your strength, a renewal of your anointing, anointing upon anointing, a fresh anointing today. And it's even coming right now for Harvest Australia Church. Let's just bask in this together a bit longer because David brought about a corporate victory. And I just want to encourage that Marty and Karen have brought a corporate victory through the perseverance in their life and the things that they've gone through. They have brought about a corporate victory. And you want to know why I'm so strong out the front? Because of them. They've helped me. And so I've benefited from that and I benefit and other people benefited through me. But we're a David church. We're a heart church. And right now the anointing's coming upon the heart church. A fresh anointing. The Lord says, my people, you've got the heart right now. My people, you've got the heart right now. You've got the shepherd's heart. You've got the king's heart. You've got the family heart. You've got the heart for the tribe. Your heart's in the right place, Harvest Australia Church. So get ready. I'm about to pour out a fresh anointing of power to reign and to rule in this region. Power evangelism is coming, says the Lord. Courage and boldness is coming, says the Lord. The righteous are as bold as the lion. Evangelists filled with power. Signs and wonders are coming, says the Lord. But it's because your heart's in the right place. So keep it in the right place. Ha! Thank you, Holy Spirit. If you're feeling the anointing come on you in a, in a supernatural way, just put up your hands right now. Just feeling the supernatural power. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Could those people just maybe lay hands on some people around them, just impart, don't pray anything, don't prophesy anything, don't speak anything. By faith, release that. Maybe um, as well, everyone just put your hand on your neighbor's shoulder. Just start to release. Just start to draw in the more, 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 Holy Spirit. Ah, Jesus, 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 Jesus. I see a creativity like never before coming upon Harvest Australia Church. The Lord's raising up the artists. He's raising up the creatives. It's time to dream. It's time to get alone with the Lord. It's time to get into the studio. He's raising up the writers. He's raising up the storytellers. I see a third thing happening in the spirit in the next three months. Businesses. There's a fresh anointing for business. The Lord says, don't look at yourselves as businessmen or women. Look at yourselves as the innovative ones. Look at yourself as the ones that bring kingdom. As the Daniels, as the Asters, as the Josephs. Look at yourselves as kingdom people. Ha! There's a fresh creativity coming right now. I, I rebuke the spirit of apathy. I rebuke the spirit of fear. I rebuke the spirit of passivity in this place in the name of Jesus. Deliverance now in Jesus' name. 
I administrate the finished work of the power of the cross and the life of the resurrection. I administrate that by faith now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, sweep over the minds of your people right now. Let the spirit of the fear of the Lord come. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. The fear of the Lord that this is so big. I've got to get my heart right. Ha. What's on my life is so big, I've got to get my heart right right now. Thank you, Jesus. All right, those people that were feeling um, that they wanted to come forward and just present themselves as a sacrifice to have their mind renewed so that a fresh anointing comes upon them. Just come forward right now. Specifically, those that you're coming to have your mind renewed about what your assignment is, that, that your work is ministry that your life at home is ministry. You're coming forward to, to change the way you think. You're coming forward to, to have your mind renewed. There's a fresh anointing that's going to come because you put yourself out there. You're coming forward to have your mind changed and rearranged about the way you think about the church in Adelaide, the way you think about this church even, that you're going to sacrifice. You're going to put yourself out there. Come and get consecrated. Come and set yourself apart for the work of the ministry. And there's a fresh anointing that's going to come upon you. No one's going to lay hands on you because you're going to do business with the Lord yourself. And out of this place, you're going to come out of this space as a, as a leader in your field, in your sphere of influence. A leader that's going to impart strength and carry a corporate anointing. You're going to be like that horn filled with oil, anointing others. Thank you, Jesus. All right, let's just spend maybe a minute just in a spirit of worship right now as Jackie leads us and we'll sing together with strength. And as we, when we start singing, you're free to go into the cafe uh, or mingle. But those that want to stay and seek the Lord, just do that as well. Thanks for joining us on the Harvest Australia podcast. For more information and events in the life of Harvest Australia Church, please visit harvestaustralia.org. Thank you.